Guess what, everyone? It's season two. Thank you so much for being part of the Spillet journey with me and tuning in to the Spillet podcast. Spillet is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. Spillet is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm over on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers are able to be part of the conversation by joining in and leaving comments as part of the live streams. For more information on Spillet, to find the links for the live shows, find upcoming episodes and guests, to be part of the show, or to support me by joining the official Spillet Patreon or get yourself some merch, head over to the Spillet website at www.spillit.uk. Hello, it's me, it's Marcus. We're back. Welcome to Spill It. My name is Marcus, and this is a show where we get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire others, and help people learn something new. And this episode is no different because this is episode 51 Life After the Navigator. <gasps> because, drum roll. Because the Joey Kramer is waiting patiently backstage to come out. And I cannot wait. He will be out at 7, 10 p.m. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Don't forget as well to please, 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 please like, comment, and share. The reason that I ask for likes and shares. Uh, so if you like something, if you like this video, then the algorithms of Facebook and Twitch and YouTube and wherever this is streaming to will push it out further. If you share it, it means that you get to invite people to the Spillet community, to the Spillet fold where they can become teacups themselves. And if you comment, it means that I get to do things like this. Morning, says Linda. Morning. Happy first birthday. It is. It is Spillet's first birthday. We will get to that shortly, Linda. You're ruining my announcements. Andy Nicholson says compliance. Oh, compliance. <laughs> Yes, uh, we have got Stephen Wilson. Happy first birthday. Thank you very much. Linda is tagging Deborah. Yes, Deborah, get into the spilling bowl. We have got Tina saying, hi, Marcus. You are excited, but I am so excited. <laughs> I can't wait, honestly. <gasps> I have to like calm down a little bit. It's a good job I didn't have any coffee. Can you imagine if I had coffee as well as being this excited? I will be bouncing off the walls. I'd be everywhere. Oh, it's going to be so, so cool. So keep those comments rolling in, guys. And if you've got questions, if you have got questions, then please drop a comment. Leave the question in the box and we'll get through it throughout the show. Joey's ready. Joey's ready for those questions as well. Oh, it's going to be so good. I can't wait. I'm really, 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 as you can, as you can tell, I am really, 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 really excited and I cannot wait. <laughs> but let's carry on. If you haven't checked out our other episodes yet, then you can do. All you have to do is head over to the Spillit website at www.spillit.uk, where you will be able to catch up with all of the episodes, including those on season one, because we are on season two, ladies and gentlemen, and all of those in between. Get those comments and questions in and keep them rolling. And don't forget to hit that share button. Thank you very much. <laughs> Announcement. So this is your announcement. Linda and a few others have obviously done it already. So we're going to have to say it. It is happy birthday to Spill It. That's right. It has been 
12 months of spilly goodness into your little screens on your phone, onto your computer, onto your laptop, those people who stream it over to the TVs, spill it has taken off over the last 12 months and I have got all of you to thank for that. 12 months to spill it every single week without fail every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I have given you a new guest every single week and shared some inspirational stories. It has been absolutely epic and I could not thank you enough for all that you have done, for all of the support and everything. Which we stream in 14 different countries. Like that is beyond epic, like beyond epic, like beyond gone. So hello to all of the teacups out there in all of those 14 different countries. I wonder which country we're going to hit next. That'll be, that'd be great. Like, let's get worldwide. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Honestly, it means so, so much. Another announcement that I've got as well is another announcement. So you, last, uh, last week we talked about my radio show launching. Oh my God, Mr. Marcus, he's got his own radio station. Not radio station, that would be, that's that's big. Radio show. Uh, it's called A Little Bit of Marcus and it goes live next Saturday and I cannot wait for that. I'm going to have guests. We're going to have loads of different things, loads of different things. I've got so many things planned in my head anyway. I've got to write them all down because that's where they stay otherwise and I need to put them down on paper otherwise I'll forget them and yeah, it's all a little bit crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it, start, it launches next Saturday and it's going to be 3 to 4 p.m. every single Saturday. So yeah, thank you. Right, let's jump into these comments because there's some, there's a lot of comments that are coming through, all excited for, but you guys, guys, you know, all of these comments is brilliant, right? But you're obviously all here just to see Joey. It'd be nice of you just to jump in and just see my face once in a while and be this excited. <laughs> I get it though. You see me every week. <laughs> some of you more than once a week as well, especially like the likes of Linda who sees me like three day, three days a week. Uh, but yeah, let's go into these. So happy birthday. Greetings from Arizona. Hi, Deborah. Thank you so much for joining from Arizona. As usual, thank you so much. Karen, thank you so much for the clapping as well. Linda is looking forward to this one. You just got to wait that little bit longer, Linda. Can't wait. I, I can't wait. I mean, I've been chatting to him anyway, but even I can't wait to just get talking to him some more. <laughs> Uh, happy first birthday, says Kathy Evans. Kathy Evans was on one of our first ever episodes of Spill It as well, way back, way back in 2020. It was like the second episode, was it? No, third episode. So Kathy was on the third episode, the third ever episode of Spill It. That was epic. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kathy. And look where we are now. That is uh, mental. Stephen Wilson says, Say hi to my sis, Marcus, right? It's Louise Wilson. Hi, Louise. Welcome to the Teacup community. Come and be a teacup with us. <laughs> I am your teapot, Marcus Wright. <laughs> and these are my little teacups. Uh, but hi, hi, Louise, over in Rosendale. Thank you so much. Um, Linda, I have, I've not seen you for 10 days. Uh, Jack McCann says, congratulations, mate. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's uh, It's been a year. Andy Nicholson, I'm a year behind. I shall catch up. Congrats on one year. Thank you. Do you know what? There was a study as well that showed about podcasts and uh, like these types of shows and things like that. And they only normally 
survive until like like 10 to 20 episodes uh, and then they start to fizzle out and that's like one episode every two weeks or once uh, every three weeks once every four weeks etc i this this has been my first ever thing that i've ever started like this and i have been so thankful for the fact that i've not actually had to restart it or anything like that. i've just it's just grown week after week. The audience reach, I mean, from episode one, where we had a couple of people watching and they were like friends, um, to now people over in Arizona, Deborah over in Arizona, we have people in Gibraltar, Spain, France, Germany, Holland, and all of these people all, all joining in every single week. And it's, it's absolutely epic to see where Spill It was, to where it is now. And I've never had to keep like shutting it down and learning from that experience and then doing something new. Like this has continued on. I'm aiming to get to a hundred episodes. I think I can do it. And if I, I've done maths, <laughs> I haven't done maths. Um, I have worked out the dates. And if we continue the way that we're going, where we have an episode a week, we will, because of how I've done it, we will get to episode a hundred on the two-year birthday mark. How epic would that be? So not only would we be celebrating two years, but on that day will be our 100th episode as well. That will be absolutely epic. So that's what we're aiming for. So if you know anybody that likes to come on the show and talk and keep this keep the series going, then let me know. They're more than welcome to come on and, uh, and have a chat with us. I'm a little teacup short and stout giving you a happy birthday shout. Ah, oh, I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> That is actually awesome. And then Michael, uh, yeah, Michael Barbados is watching actually in Barbados. So there you go. We've, we've got another country there as well. <sighs> well, I've talked and talked and talked. I don't need to really do much more talking because it is 10 past. It is that time, isn't it? My guest, Mr. Joey Kramer. <laughs> just, just, I'm going to say that again. My guest, Mr. Joey Kramer the star of Flight of the Navigator, my favorite film growing up, is waiting, is waiting patiently in the back. And it's it's time, it's, gonna, it's time to bring him out. So can we get plenty of emojis, plenty of comments? I want you to flood that comment box with all of those emojis. Say lots of highs as well, because this is a big moment for me, guys. Come on, like, this is Joey Kramer. <laughs> Uh, but here he is. It is the man, the legend that is Mr. Joey Kramer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Hello Joey. Oh, my oh, God. It's so good to have you on the show. What an incredible intro. Oh, this is just fantastic. I love it. I was literally cry laughing in the best way. <laughs> Uh, I saw yeah. I saw you uh, I, I saw you like laughing and having to wipe a tear away and I was like I am I am a comedy genius right now he's no. laughing oh yeah well and and even when you were talking about the episodes you know gaining this momentum and stuff you know something that actually hit my heart was the fact that you know the I mean the theme connect inspire and learn I think that's why it just keeps growing because that's what everybody loves these days and that's what's so important so Yay! I'm <laughs> well, so happy to be here. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you so, so, so much for coming on this. And I'll say it, this little show of mine, I've always said the little show of mine, and thank you for coming on. Honestly, it means the actual world. The comments are 
flooding as well. Tina, for example. Hi, Joey. Welcome to Spill It. We Hi, have <laughs> We have Nag, who's watching. Legend. Love this film as a kid. There's absolutely loads. We've got uh, Stephen Wilson. I watched it over and over again. Uh, Karen Parkinson. Me too. I had it on VHS video. <laughs> uh, Andy Nicholson. Literally, you are the navigator. <laughs> uh, hello, Andy. Thank you. You are, you are the navigator and the navigator has come to spill it, to spill it all with us today. I have, I have, I've come to spill it, to, yeah, to yes. navigate my way to into a little teacup. <laughs> yes, you can, honestly, like if you leave, the, if you leave this show, just say, like being a teacup, I would have made it, I'll shut the whole thing down, it is done, I'm like, I've won life, I don't care anymore. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, if, yeah, right. For your two-year anniversary, that'd be cool. Maybe I could come back for the two-year, the two-year hundredth episode or something. Right? That would be pretty fun. No, because I'm gonna like, I'm gonna squeal like a little girl right now. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, we'll talk about this after the show. Like, seriously, um, I will have you on for my two hundredth episode because that would be absolutely epic. <laughs> um, right? Are you ready to play a little game? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, cool. I'm, I, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Let's play the five second rule. That's right. It is the five second rule. This is a game that I play with all of my guests. It's a little bit of fun. It's a nice little icebreaker. Basically, all I do is that I say to you to name three somethings, and you have got five seconds to name those three somethings. Simple as that. We're going to start off easy, so don't worry. Okay. Uh, okay. Nothing to worry about. And Linda will probably be in the comments straight away going, <laughs> yeah, straight away. I knew it straight away. There you go. So Linda's put in the comments, haha, favorite, not clean. <laughs> so she said, not clean. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. see. I'm, 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 well, you know, I I'm trying to keep up some appearances, but you know, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. We'll, we'll we're see. Live, we'll right? see. We're live, so you never know. <laughs> well, we're gonna start off easy anyway. So here is your first question. Okay. Name three musical instruments. Oh, violin, piano, and ukulele. Nice, nice, well done. Nice, see, I told you, nice and easy yeah, to start. Nice with. and easy. I'm, I'm kind of scared for the hard one. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All Do right. you play the ukulele? Uh, no, that's kind of why I chose it. I don't play violin either. I, I do play a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar. So, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I have a ukulele. It's, uh, I got one for my daughter. It's a little Peppa Pig ukulele. We've got one each. So, uh, we, we started to learn and it just, I don't know. COVID happened, and we're kind of apart at the moment. So, anyway, wow. something to okay. something to, something to maybe look at in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two. Okay. Name three things you'll find in your bedside table. Uh, books. Um. <laughs> more books and a watch and uh, yeah. I think that was five seconds, wasn't it? Oh, it was five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally only have books. <laughs> you just have books. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll give you books. That's fine. All right. <laughs> and then your last one, and I'm going to have to ask it because Linda will kill me if I don't ask it. Okay. Name three things you do when no one is looking. 
three. Um, <laughs> uh, I look at myself in the mirror. I, um, <laughs> you want to say oh it, don't God. you? <laughs> I don't have a wee wank. I'm telling you. No. <laughs> I knew that one was going to come up. It's like, okay. <laughs> But I'll, uh, you knew you you knew you wanted oh, to say man. it. You just didn't want to say it. Well, you know, it's that it's. The, <laughs> I love that. I love that it, it's it it's that uh, it, it's that balance between <laughs> keeping my <laughs> I don't know keeping my my uh, myself clean and then also just having fun with it. You know, yeah, exactly, anyway, okay. and, and that and that's fine. <laughs> well done, well done. You okay. scored pretty well. It was, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> did you uh, did you have fun with that? I did. I did. Thank you good. so much. Yeah, good, good. Well, he's put a smile on people's yeah. faces, and that's what we're all about. We're all about putting smiles <laughs> on people's faces, not being so serious, and not taking ourselves too seriously. I love it. I think almost not being able to answer was an answer in itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. I'm going to ask you this question, and I ask this question to absolutely every single one of my guests. But for those crazy people who may have lived under a rock and don't know life, because, guys, what are you doing? Like, where have you been half your life? Um, but for those people, who is Joey Kramer? Who is Joey Kramer? Well, um... I was a child actor. Uh, who am I? <laughs> Famously, David Scott Freeman um, from Flight of the Navigator. I, um, I was, I'm born and raised in Vancouver, BC, beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Um, and, uh, and I am also a father, uh, dreamer, um, obstacle crusher, and triumphant spirit, I like to say. Because um, uh, I've definitely been through my share of ups and downs. Uh, at, at this point, what's so cool is I found it's never too late to be who you might have been. I love acting. I love storytelling. I love um, uh, creativity. And so I'm pursuing my dream of, of acting again. And um, so I, I am, that's, that's me. I mean, I was. And and overall, I'm I'm a human being with a heart and uh, and with love and gratitude and uh, and uh, joy and pain and and uh, everything just like everyone else out there. And I love the fact that I can connect uh, on shows like this. I think it's really important to. Uh, um, I was I was telling Marcus earlier. I was telling you, Marcus, but I'm also talking to everyone out there that. Uh, how inspiring and how much I love doing these chats. Uh, and this is all part of who I am, is, uh, is doing these chats because I see the joy on people's faces and the excitement to, to connect with me, someone who was part of their childhood or their adulthood or their family uh, you know, memories. And I think it's so important to, to remember that we, we are all kids at heart. Um, sometimes we grow up and we've got to you know, get the job and do the work and all the and and things and and kind of we forget the magic of life and how precious it is to just uh, to be alive and and to be able to uh, have friends and family and and just and and be be human on this on this uh, journey. Definitely. Um, 
And so that 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 encompasses Joey Kramer, I think. Yeah, 100%. There was one thing that you said that I really want to uh, dig into, which obviously has come up on the comments as well. So Nagas said it, and she absolutely loved it. She obviously resonated with that obstacle crusher. Mm. And, I, and I really resonated with that when you said that too. And I just want you to kind of delve into being the obstacle crusher. Uh, what what does that mean to you to be an obstacle crusher? Well, um, I will be fully candid in that for a lot of my life, I kind of, um, I succumbed to my own uh, self-talk, negative self-talk, negative narrative. I, uh, it, it reminds me of that quote, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right either way. So when I believed that I couldn't do anything and that I couldn't accomplish anything, I, I didn't. And uh, once I f- uh, found myself and started to find myself and, and really embraced my, uh, my heart, my spirit, my, you know, who, who I am, um, and that the memories of me don't define who I am today, um, I have made mistakes i have uh, done things i'm not proud of though they have all brought me to this point in my life and so um i've i mean i've overcome homelessness addiction criminal you know behavior in and out of prison uh and i do my best to give back and uh you know volunteer and or connect with people and and give back to the programs that helped me through my struggles and and challenges and and uh um and the more that I, so I, I, I mean, anything can be an obstacle, whether it's our own mind or whether it's something physical, uh, you know, um, just getting to work on time or whether it's uh, getting out of bed in the morning. Um, and so, but I think that lately, especially over the past couple of years since I've, uh, since we started filming the documentary and then have actually brought it out, um, the obstacles for me are just, have been, um, have been uh, setting goals and and achieving them and uh, and just and living my absolute best life um, uh, no matter what happens like uh, because sometimes it's like oh right oh I'm not working oh I you know oh money's running thin it's like well I could get really focused on that and let it bring me down or I can just say stay the course and and keep moving forward. Um, and 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 that's and that kind of encompasses it, right? The, um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we should all strive to be obstacle crushers and yes. crush those obstacles. The, yeah, they they <laughs> you crush them obstacles now. Yeah, um, do it. <laughs> but I mean, let let's be honest. The, the the whole the obstacles and you you you're completely right. The the majority of the obstacles that are in our in our way is our mental state that, and putting them blocks there and putting them obstacles there. And it's obviously overcoming those. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a, it's such a great little explanation of, of who you are as an obstacle crush. I, I really, really liked that. And I just Thank wanted you. to kind of delve into that as well. Thank um, you. I, uh, I'll just quick, I noticed Kelly talks about big changes starting small and that is definitely key because um, I, 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 you know, some of the goals that I've set out for myself, and or that we want to accomplish can seem so uh, gigantic and and so out of our reach uh when we take those tiny small steps whether it's a, an affirmation in the morning or a couple minute meditation or some stretching or just getting out and breathing the fresh air or uh, not turning on our phones for an hour before we you know after we wake up or 
uh, just those little things, you know, choosing an apple instead of a chocolate bar or, you know, eating a salad instead of uh, McDonald's, right? All of those little teeny things, and especially when it comes to personal choice and, and personal um, growth, uh, those tiny little steps do become these big changes. And, uh, and I think that's super important for people to remember and to, to take is that, um, you know, I, I have big dreams and, and big goals and, and uh, I don't do it all at once. And we, we just do little, those baby steps and, and focus and one, one step at a time. That's how we, that's how we get there. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks Kelly. Uh, absolutely love it. Kelly as well. Uh, she's, she's wanting to, to know about these little, these little small steps that you, that you take for the bigger goals. So Kelly started running uh, last year. I believe it was. It might have been the year before that. I can't remember, Kelly. You'll have to... Uh, I think it was the year before. But Kelly started running. Now, Kelly, uh, I remember specifically with Kelly that she said to me that she hates running. She doesn't... And she never wants to run outdoors either. And she took that little step of just running short, like running small out, outdoors. And now she's running miles, like outdoors and everything, because... All it took was that little step, and she was so, so worried about running outdoors. She would only run on a treadmill, and now she finds it weird running on a treadmill and prefers running outdoors, and she can run, run for miles. Beautiful. So, big up, Kelly. <laughs> yes, yes. That reminds me of Brittany Runs a Marathon. I don't know if you all had that movie out there, but it, it's, it's a really similar story. It's a true story. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, so super inspiring. That's great. Yay. Um. Talking about obviously who you are uh, as a person now, do you still get recognized as uh, like obviously from the film? I, you know, I do. It's not quite as much as uh, as when I was younger. But what will actually happen is, um, whereas uh, you know, years ago, say twenty years ago, I'd have someone stop me on the street. Hey, are are you that are you are you that kid from Flight of the Navigator? Like. You, you look just like him. Um, um, and uh, and there's actually a picture up on the internet, I think, about a, uh, a guy coming into the sports store I worked at, and he brought his VHS in, and, and I signed it for him. And, wow. and stuff. So, that was, so that was neat. Now what will happen is I will run into people, and they'll be like, did I go to school with you? Uh, do I know you from somewhere? Are you and and I say, oh no, I, you know I live on Vancouver Island. Or uh, oh, but I, I I totally know you from somewhere. And especially if they're my age, ish I'll be like, well, I don't. <laughs> do you remember that movie, Flight of the Navigator? Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. It's like, well, yeah, that that was me. No way, right? So that's that's kind of where it happens, and it's it's that balance between uh, when I was younger, I, I kind of I shied away from. From acknowledging that that I was uh, in it for a little while, just I was going through stuff, identity crisis or whatever, and just kind of was like, oh, who, you know. So, but now I can be like, okay, yeah, yeah, that was me. I love it. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Flight of the Navigator because that that's what we're all, we all recognize you for. I mean, you, you said before that you know it's. You you had that you you know you did that as a film and then uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. obviously touched that many people growing up and there it is there's a poster in the background absolutely love it and it. <laughs> you can send me that if you <laughs> um, but yeah it was it obviously touched a lot of people growing up and me in particular as well I grew up watching that film religiously nonstop it was 
part of my whole life. It was like I I wanted to be David sat in uh, in the navigator's seat with Max there telling me what to do and all that. Like I wanted to be that, and and loads of other people uh, like that too. And that movie has kind of it's grown with us. Like we, I mean that that film and and you being there. It's just it's imprinted in people's minds. It's it's mm. even today people talk about it, and it is one of people's all time favorite films. So let's talk about it. So how how did that even happen? So obviously you're you were a child child star, like going into that. Uh, so well, how 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 did it all start? Yeah. So um, I uh, that was actually my my first big starring role was was Flight of the Navigator. So I. Um, I mean, I, I grew up in Vancouver. My mom worked at the theater department here. And um, so the first acting I did was actually in a play for, at the university here in Vancouver. Um, I was one of the little Tunisian kids in South Pacific and the musical and, and, uh, and I loved it and it was super fun. And so then I got into commercials and extra work and uh, et cetera. And when I was 10, I got my first feature film uh, role in Runaway with Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons from Kiss, the bad guy, and uh, Michael Crichton movie, futuristic robots and all that, drones, uh, all sorts of stuff that's actually come true, you know, video doorbells. Anyway, that's a whole other, other tangent we can go off. Um, and, um, and then I did another a little TV Disney movie called I-Man. Um, with Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap, wonderful, and Corey Allen directed that, uh, amazing. Um, and and then I auditioned for Navigator, and uh, I found in the documentary there was some really neat behind the scenes kind of talk about uh, auditioning kids, and and um, they auditioned some pretty pretty fantastic young actors. I found out that I had no idea about. Uh, they were really looking for someone just kind of natural, and I hadn't had any formal training, and I just kind of uh, I fell into it. And when when me and Randall Kleiser, the director, met, I think we really clicked, um, and uh, and that's that's and and the rest is history, pretty much. I uh, um, hey Lisa, <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I just. It was, uh, and and there was that emotional element to to the navigator as well because it got pretty, you know, got emotional and I had to be able to cry, et cetera. And and um, I, for whatever reason, was uh, in touch with my feelings, and I can I could bring up that emotion uh, when needed. So, uh, such a gift. I mean, yeah, I, I I really can't say enough about it. How old were you when you did the film? I was actually twelve, just like David Freeman. And oh wow! I, yeah, I was twelve, and I think by the time it came out, I had turned thirteen-ish, or right around that same area, age. Um, and uh, yeah, because it came out in '86, I was born in '73. I think someone had asked. I'm 47 now, so um, yeah, and uh, and yeah, so I was 13 when it came out, but when we were filming, I was 12. So yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> and it's. Am I right? Now, this is obviously my memory. So am I right in thinking that uh, David Freeman, he, did he disappear on the 4th of July? He did. Yes. Yeah. So this yeah. is why I resonated very well with the film, because my birthday is the 4th of July. So 
on like and I was born a year after, so eighty-seven. So uh, I was fourth of July eighty-seven, and every year I would watch it because it'd be like, oh, it's my, it's my birthday film, and yeah, it was uh, it was a whole thing. We won't get into that. <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> oh, that's cool. One of the other questions that have come up as well, uh, there's a couple. There's a, there is a couple to be fair that we will get through. But Leela has asked, uh, "Did you feel you lost some of your childhood?" Yeah, well, that's a good question. I I think um, in ways I did. Uh, I definitely we cover some of this in in the documentary. You know, Life After the Navigator. So please check it out. It's amazing. It's on you know platforms in the UK and all that. We'll sure we'll talk about it later. But uh, um, yeah, definitely in ways I felt like I lost my childhood in that I was in films and acting, um, so I wasn't in regular school. I had a tutor, and I was kind of in and out of school. And so looking back, I realized that there was, I mean, it's a pretty instrumental time in a young person's life, you know, 8 to 14, um, to grow to be growing into a young adult and, and learning how to to just be a kid. And uh, and because of the way things went, I mean, I, I tried to go back to school and I didn't really fit in and I was bullied and I was teased and I um, and then I got into, you know, drinking and, and drugs and things like that at a young age. But I, so I bounced around from school to school. Um, and, and I, yeah, I, I mean, there's that element of being on set and only being around adults and not having kids to play with and so then um then you know i kind of grew up really quickly um and at the same time i feel like i gained a lot in my childhood by having that experience now at the you know the the trajectory that my life took and the challenges that i went through and the obstacles that i had to crush um uh it, it made it um you know it, it it made me look back on my childhood and wonder, oh, should I have done something different? Now, I really, I strongly don't believe in shoulds, you know, can'ts or sorries. I just kind of eliminate those from my vocab. Um, could is an option and it's a choice. So I could have done something different, but I didn't. And that's brought me to where I am today. Um, and, and looking back, I really value the fact that I got to be uh, an actor, a young actor. And and it's uh, it's it drives my life today because it's something that I still love and and so like I mentioned earlier about that just that excitement of our of our childhood joy uh, now I get to be a kid again and and um, I wouldn't change any of it. Yeah, love that. Speaking specifically about the film now, um, what was it like being on set? What was the spaceship like when you first saw that type of set? Well, I mean, it's pretty pretty fantastic because uh, you, you know two of the ships were actually that big. They were oh, really I mean, yeah. This this was before CGI. This was I well, it was the very first you know cutting edge CGI was in it was in Navigator. Some of it, the reflection mapping and and stuff, which was just amazing. Um, again, in the documentary, they cover a lot of that that I had no idea about, and it's really really fascinating. So. If you love the movie, you'll love the doc for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the ships was up on a crane and it was like, you know, a hard fiberglass shell. So we could actually get inside, me and Tony Urbano, who was the puppeteer, and he had Max, you know, and, and we would 
we would actually get up in this ship and you know inside it didn't have the the cool reflective uh, mylar interior of the spaceship because that was all shot separately but uh just seeing this ship was pretty fantastic and um and then the other one that they would either hang or or prop up a, a really neat in-camera movie trick was uh, when the when the ship's being um, you know carried by the the semi trailers at the very beginning and it's covered with the tarp and stuff. The chains are actually holding the ship up, not holding. Oh it wow! Up. So that's interesting. That's a really cool in-camera effect that they used, and so um, uh, I mean. And the stairs were so neat. Again, again, really cool in camera. So I could I could step on a few of them. Maybe not not all of them, but uh, quite a few of them. They were they worked and um, yeah. It, so I I mean to be and to be on the sets like we were originally going to shoot at NASA and then um, something I just found out recently was that was when the horrible the Challenger uh, shuttle exploded and so we couldn't go to nasa so they right. ended up using a um airport hangar or some other warehouses and dressing them up like nasa but mm-hmm. i mean so many of the sets were so much fun i uh i mean everything from the interior but uh like yeah i i mean to be a kid i i just i love the movie magic and so i would always go and talk to the props guys or the sound guys and find out stuff about you know, movie making Speaking of the sets and, uh, you know, all of that type of stuff, was there anything that you uh, was allowed to take from the set afterwards or anything that you was allowed to take from the set? <laughs> from the set? <laughs> was there anything that you that you took as a, as a memory? Well, I um, Randall really, he wanted to give me a, um, a model of the Puckmarin and... Uh, and it got misplaced or lost or something disappeared Aww. somewhere. So that was unfortunate. So uh, all of the interior of the spaceship was shot in Norway, uh, which um, is a, a little known fact. Some know, some don't. So um, we spent three months in Florida and a month in Norway. And uh, and so a lot of the puppets and all of the that kind of cool interior spaceship was all left in, in Norway as far as I know. Um, and, um, and so, uh, I didn't really get to keep anything. And I think that there were a few things that I did, although I was just reminiscing about this, that, uh, I, when I shipped everything back, cause I was away from home for a long time. And of course I collected all sorts of stuff. I, I had almost a full set of transformers and, uh, and, and things, but, uh, a, a box or two when when I was shipping back to Canada got uh, lost in in the mix and we didn't really realize it till later so I think some things got got stopped at the border for whatever reason and then I never never got them back so um although I did bring something for your birthday and it's not quite from the set but my dear friend Anna oh wow she made me a little puck in here, so I get to take him to. Well, I took him to my first Comic Con at San Antonio, uh, the Alamo City Comic Con, and I hope to go back there. And wow, happy that birthday. is amazing! Happy birthday, silly! <laughs> I don't know if the puck I don't think the puck actually talks, but uh, but he's super cool. So I brought him along to say hello. That is amazing. And, that is uh, so cool. Yeah. 
So it's almost as good as having, uh, having you know, the real one from the set. I could put him in my pocket here and he can just hang out with me. Uh, again, Randall Kleiser, the director, he's got some really amazing models uh, that he has up on his porch in Los Angeles. And um, yeah, yeah. So I think most of my memorabilia is just all in my head. I've got some pretty cool pictures, actually. Old school, right? With the camera, like yeah. developed pictures. <laughs> um, so. Glenn has put a comment as well uh, that he wanted a puck when he was a child. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> How cool, right? How cool is that? They're, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, with regards to Max, so working with Max as this type of technical machine type thing, what was that like? What was that experience like? What what was a behind-the-scenes kind of thing of how it all worked, etc.? Right. What was that like? Well, um, so he was a puppet and uh, really um, hot, like, pretty high tech, intricate stuff going on there. There was one that was a hand uh, puppet that could come up from underneath. And, um, and then there was one that tracked down the side of the ship. And then there's the main one who basically hung from the ceiling. And, and so he had like all sorts of controls and, and everything attached to uh, the top. And Again, Tony Urbano and Tim Blaney, uh, the puppeteers. Tim did the voice for the Puckmarin and also did Short Circuit. He was Johnny Five in Short Circuit. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. um, Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I I, I mean, I keep going back to the doc, but it was so amazing that we got to, I got to connect with these people who'd been, you know, part of the film. And, 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 uh, yeah, Tony and Tim have a great little chat about the puppets and stuff. So, yeah, and and so then and then me and Tony would talk, would do the script together, and um, and we would do the lines together. So, I mean, I haven't, uh, I've only worked with a bit of uh, green screen. Uh, last year, I, I worked on a short film here um, in in Nanaimo, where I live, and and we uh, there was a lot of green screen, but then it was all real. So it was like really interacting with this, you know, this this guy Max, and and. Um, and so he would swing around from the ceiling and, and there would be grips that, you know, it, it was like almost like a crane box or something up top there. And it would slide back and forth on these tracks and kind of a grid and move around. Um, and they had to control it pretty well. You had to get the marks on. And I mean, it was a pretty heavy piece of machinery up there. Uh, I remember one of the first times we did the scene where Max comes up, you know, you are the navigator. <laughs> And it's like, right? And he comes right up to my face. Well, one of the first ones, he he came and and I could see that he wasn't going to, and I slipped down in the chair and Max went <laughs> flying across and, and we were like, okay, we better, oh, we better wow. get this set up. And um, yeah, so it was uh, it was a learning curve for all of us, but it, uh, but it ended up looking really good. I mean, it, what's so neat is, is being able to show it to kids these days. I've, I, we watched the movie with a um, uh, kids acting class, you know, kid to teen acting class a couple of years ago. And they loved it, you know, sitting on the edge of their seats and fascinated and right, and right sucked in. And so even though it was puppets and it was, you know, and the in-camera and then the cool CGI still holds up to this this day. And that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. Max was one of my favorites, obviously, growing up as well as part of obviously the whole, the whole film. Um, 
What was it like working with the very young at the time, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? Well, she was, uh, I mean, she's an amazing actor. She was then. It was one of her first films, feature films, if not her first. Um, I loved it. I mean, we, you know, I thought we had a great scene. It, she really made um, made it, you know, easy to, easy to work with. Uh, again, we, you know, it was like, I mean, we were there. We were at NASA. We were dealing with that. She was, you know, um, and uh, and I really, I felt, I felt super lucky to, you know, to be that. I, I, you know, I mean, and of course, you know, being little, you know, a young twelve-year-old Joey or David, I had a bit of a crush and all that stuff. But it, it came across. I mean, that was that was kind of what it was part of the storyline. So you know. It worked yeah. out. It worked out. And it was real, <laughs> real time. <laughs> uh, speaking of Sarah Jessica Parker, Andy Nicholson has asked a question. <laughs> Here we go. So he has asked the question. Do you think Sarah Jessica Parker loses sleep knowing that you and a robot outshined her in a movie role? Uh, no, no, most <laughs> definitely not. I mean, I, I don't know if... From that, that's cool. I appreciate that, Andy. I thank you for the compliment. I think that, uh, I mean, I think maybe with Max and David, we're in the film a lot more. But uh, when it's funny because when I watch it back, I I love some of her scenes. They they still make me crack up to this day. And I'm not just you know I'm not just saying, come on, Ralphie, baby, you can do it. Come on, come on. <laughs> like you know, it was just uh, it was great. So I think I think everyone in that movie really uh, did an amazing job and brought that movie uh, so much heart and so much life. Definitely. With um with regards to Flight of the Navigator, so obviously and we're going to talk about it very very shortly. So there's been a lot of things that have happened uh, after mm -hmm. the film. Now if there was ever talks of a reboot or a remake would it be something if you were ever approached would it be something that you would want to be involved with well uh there was there has been talk over the years i was uh i got an email from brad copeland years ago he was maybe going to do a reboot um he did arrested development and stuff um but nothing ever happened and i I personally, me and I'm still in touch with uh, Mark H. Baker, who wrote the original story that Navigator was written off of. And we've got some pretty cool ideas for a sequel. It wouldn't be a oh, reboot. Wow. Um, it would be a sequel where David's grown up and and he's got a, uh, you know, a 12-year-old a daughter, I, I would figure, or something. And, um, and somehow... I don't want to, you know, give it up, but we've uh, we've got some pretty neat ideas, and I've started writing some ideas down, and I've got some friends here who who I think would help. I've got a couple great uh, young uh, girls. My my one of my acting coaches, her her daughters are perfect because they're fourteen, and so they know all the lingo for today. Uh, you know, I did a dab the other day, and they were like, "No, that's like four years old. Come on, what are you doing?" And <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, it doesn't still apply. I'm like, what it's, would you do it's now, now the it's now the whoa. It's like a whoa. Like, that's, oh, okay. that's what they do yeah. now. All yeah, right. exactly. So, that's what. Yeah, but I, so um, I would love to do a sequel. I think it could be really cool. Um, I think and and we would uh, we would it, it would it would be all about you know making the heart and keeping the heart and having the fun of it. Um, what's so neat is that. I've connected with a lot of filmmakers who 
got into filmmaking and writing and making movies because they loved Flight of the Navigator. So that's epic, right? I think that uh, you know we could we could do something. So we'll see. Yeah, and if you ever need like a really common English person to uh, be part of the set and do something, then you know, holler right. at you. <laughs> okay. Just write me in there somehow, like you know, ah, oh, he he did this interview, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm over, I'm over doing whatever. I don't care. I'll do it. Well, maybe I can at least put a teacup into a dialogue somewhere. You know. Yes, yeah. do that. Do that. Like yeah. just a, a specific teacup, and be like, "This is for you." <laughs> That'd be epic. Uh, Talking about obviously uh, life after the Navigator. So there was a question further up, and I, I didn't read it out because I knew that we were going to be talking about it. Um, but there is a documentary uh, called Life of the Navigator because. Obviously, Child Star, and you touched on it before, Child Star, after this film, obviously blown up, and you, your life obviously changed massively, dramatically. And let's, I wanted to talk about that. Let's talk about life after The Navigator, and then obviously the, the documentary. Well, um, as some people know, or may not know, I, you know, uh, so after I finished Navigator, I did um, I did another feature film uh, for a TV movie called Stone Fox with dog sledding and stuff. And it was really, it sounded like a fun script and it was pretty fun to shoot because it was a period piece. Um, you know, I was saving my grandfather's farm. I got to work with Buddy Ebsen from the Beverly Hillbillies and uh, Belinda Montgomery. She, you know, she played the local doctor and stuff. So um, I, uh, I had fun, though. Uh, I had been in film and TV and plays and everything for many years, and I kind of just missed being a, a kid. And um, and I I felt like, oh, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Is graduate high school and then and then you know go from there. So I stopped to finish high school, and that's when I, like I'd mentioned, I didn't fit in. I didn't, um, and I was bullied and I was teased uh, because I was the movie star kid and. Um, and so then to fit in, I, I just, I kind of went with, uh, I don't know, the, the kind of out crowd or the it crowd as far as, I mean, if you smoke pot and drink on weekends, you can fit in with anyone pretty much. So that's what ended up happening. And my teens turned into quite a roller coaster um, uh, and, uh, and really hard. Um, so... A lot of this you can you can see more in the documentary. It's you know I mean I could go on about it, but it's you know we've all got our things and we've all got our our challenges and our childhood issues and things like that. So, um, but I went through that and then I um, uh, I just I I cleaned up. I I quit doing drugs and things like that at around twenty, and I my twenties were fairly normal. I had good jobs in Vancouver. I started to think about getting back into acting, and it just didn't quite pan out um i did have the pleasure of moving to la and um and working on a film with uh with randall kleiser again just doing some stand-in work and behind the scenes which was really fun uh, i loved it so i it's like i still didn't have a sense of self or um i did i really didn't know myself and so then later in my early 30s i was uh uh i worked in restaurants and I started bartending and stuff and I, I got into drugs again and um, and then my life pretty much spiraled out of control so uh, as people will you know see in the documentary or I've seen online etc you know I kind of in and out of jail 
My Wikipedia page, by the way, are a few things are off in there, but I, I can't really change it. And so it can look like a really bad progression of someone kind of spiraling out of control, but um, there's definitely context. And, and I think that's been such a gift about making life after the navigator is kind of speaking from my point of view and my perspective of how things uh, happened and, and how I ended up um, feeling so um, desperate and or uh, kind of backed in a corner and not really just hopeless that I ended up robbing a bank. Um, so that I could get put away for long enough to get some some proper help to to deal with my addiction and PTSD and traumas and and all the mental health stuff that goes along with that. Uh, and so that's really the story of of you know of life after is is like what happened after the movie, celebrating the movie, all the amazing movie magic that we touched on. Um, it, it, there's so much cool stuff there. Uh, from behind the scenes and then also it we've gotten to follow me over the past few years since I've been released from prison and I'm uh, rebuilding my life and getting back into acting and uh, I was able to you know I had a bunch of comic cons booked uh, I was able to do the one in, in you know in Alamo City there and in um, and but then COVID hit so yeah. I haven't gotten to travel or do much after that but uh I've still been building my life, been studying acting, and and realized part of my journey has been, uh, you know, learning that I, I was a child actor and I had some natural talent, but could I actually transfer that into an adult actor? Because it's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. It's it takes it's hard work, it's dedication, it's commitment, it's a lot of you know study and and specific choices and and stuff that. Um, that is amazing. And what I found is that I'm just thriving learning this stuff and I'm loving learning it. And, uh, and so I've, it's what I was born to do. So I'm, I'm doing it again. And so it's been a, so the movie was, was a really beautifully told story. And I thank Lisa Downs for that. She, uh, she, her editing is just incredible. I mean, you know, her and Ash did an amazing job with this film and I, and everyone else who supported the film and, um, and made it happen. And, uh, and so that's, that's life after. And, and I mean, of course my life after the navigator isn't over. It's, uh, really just begun, but I, I feel like, um, that movie has been a, an amazing gift. Uh, so Flight of the Navigator was incredible because it, it kind of gave me this amazing opportunity as a child. And uh, and I've been able to connect with people like yourself or, or from all over the world who loved that movie as a kid. And, and you know, it helped them through times. And now, um, now Life After the Navigator has shown people that... Um, that even their, you know, say favorite child star or something can go through things and and can come out the other side and it, and it's really given people strength and hope and inspiration for their own lives um, uh, by me being so candid and open and, and authentic and uh, about my struggles because we're all human at the end of the day and we all go through things. Mine may have been a little more extreme than others, but I think it's all relative. I mean. Um, Addiction can be just as debilitating as stress these days, you know, students or people at work or whatever. They, you know, stress is a killer. And, and, and there's so many mental health issues out there that have more and more are coming into light, but um, have been swept under the rug and stigmatized and people labeled it, et cetera. So it makes people hard to, it makes it hard for people to reach out 
and uh, and ask for the support or the help they need or offer support or help to to someone and so um i'm really really happy that that life after has touched people in a way that has given i've had some amazing messages where it's given people the strength to talk about their mental health issues or repair trauma or with family or um you know talk about their addiction issues or get you know and things like that and it's just it's uh i mean i I can't say enough because that's what it's all about connect inspire learn uh i think it's so amazing that i've i've come on this show because that's really what uh what i'm trying to do with or not trying but what i like yoda would say there is no try only do right (laughs) i i do with my life every day is is um is i i connect with people and uh and then we inspire and we learn and and that's what it's all about is um so yeah i i really i i i saw someone asking where they could watch the documentary it's yes. um in the uk it's on amazon prime um and in the us it's also on amazon prime still you can you can check out lifeaftermovies.com and get yourself a really cool blu-ray um you know some signed copies by me if you like and there's yes, some please. <laughs> there's some really neat uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. I think there's 74 minutes of behind-the-scenes uh, interviews and, and stuff as well um, uh, for the documentary. So, yeah, connect to uh, lifeaftermovies.com there and, uh, and, and check it out. Um, and then uh, anywhere else in the world, uh, you can look up Vimeo On Demand. Um, It'll be there for rent or purchase at, at Vimeo on demand. Or again, I highly recommend the Blu-ray. It's a region-free Blu-ray, and uh, there's some really cool, <laughs> there's some really cool stuff. There's uh, the funniest chat between me and my mom. Uh, it's called Tech Talk, which is <laughs> I love it. I love that Lisa put that in there. Um, but uh, this movie's really dear to my heart. I uh, and it's it's really special. So there's some uh, really good comments that are coming through as well. Obviously, when you started uh, talking about life after the uh, life after the Navigator mm-hmm. and the things that you obviously ha- have gone through. So uh, Emmy Bell has put thank you for your strength and bravery in being so open and honest. Mm. Stephen Wilson has commented uh, saying we all take different paths some can be wrong ones but you can uh, but you found the right path to get out Mm -hmm. linda proctor has said you're uh, definitely on the right path full of admiration keep going on this track uh and then carolyn's also put you navigated the right way now (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i am the navigator <laughs> love it and then linda's also put as well i think i'm right in saying you've won our hearts you're one of us a teacup which oh, you, you are you, you welcome to the teacup family joey right. you, you can All be right. here to stay okay. <laughs> um well that's I'm just, cool. that's that's really neat i and i like that that you know even on the even when we make those wrong choices and have those, uh, you know, those challenges or those regrets. It, there's always a way, right? A way back, and and it can be tough. And but it's those little steps that create the big change we talked about, and uh, and just really um, following your gut and your heart. I love that. With regards to your experiences and being the person that you are today, because obviously we talked about you being a child star, and then. 
briefly on you know what that what that did uh, to you, your mental state, etc. Where is where is your life at now? What is it you're doing now? Obviously, you mentioned that you you're trying to get back into acting as an adult, but you're doing other work as well, aren't you? Uh, well, I was doing some uh, PA work, so production assistant on commercials uh, with a dear friend of mine and his production company in Vancouver, uh, which was really fun. Um, that again kind of slowed down during COVID, uh, but it gave me an opportunity. I, I mean, I've been taking online acting classes with an amazing coach here who uh, has really helped me. I mean, I've been basically studying since I got out of prison and, and started with Spotlight Academy and, and then moved on to more advanced coaches, um, my friend Leslie and now and now Jeb at Jeb Beach, who is just, I, I mean, so, th so that's what I'm doing, and 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 talk about full circle and the universe answering questions or prayers or or when you're when you start in the right direction, things unfold for you in the right ways, and that's kind of what I mean for anyone out there going through struggles. When we follow our heart and and really um, be our authentic selves, the universe and the world opens up for us, right? It it unfolds in such amazing, beautiful, magical ways, and um, and I truly believe that, and I've seen it happen, and it's not just heebie-jeebie or mooji-boogie or cheesy, you know, self-affirmation talk. It's it's pretty pretty amazing. So um, my coach now, uh, Jeb, he was a fan of Flight of the Navigator. When he was 12 years old, we're like the, pretty much the same age, he went and saw this movie in the theater and said, I want to be an actor. Like, this kid's an actor. I can be an actor. And, and um and he couldn't he couldn't get into acting at a young age because his mom was like, well, I don't want it to ruin your childhood. And so he kind of, you know, went to college, had a normal, but then has has been an actor and a coach in Vancouver for years and years. And now we've reconnected. And he's like, dude, you got me into my career and my path. And and now, now I feel like I'm here to help you get your career back and help you on your path to find your dreams again, because you helped me achieve, you know, find my dreams. And so, I mean, stuff like that, it, you know, it gives you goosebumps. It's just, uh, it's that, those warm feels that are so incredible. And so that's what I'm doing these days is I'm, I'm, I'm studying, I'm working, uh, I work on short films. There's a really great community here in, in Nanaimo. I've actually had the, um, uh, the opportunity to work on a couple independent feature films and, and um, some, uh, the, the most recent one I did, which they're just starting to release is a pretty, it's pretty heavy subject matter. Um, I actually play like a, uh, a serial uh, pedophile which is like just kind of crazy but the but the script and the story comes from um a place of uh of heart and and uh and close to home story for the writer like uh, you know it, like real experiences and stuff in her life and um it's a it's going to be a really uh really fantastic film i think um and it's you know it's hard to play those characters because you don't agree with them but then it's like uh right that's that's what acting's all about is is just kind of you know uh bring imaginary circumstances to life um i'm also uh in the works i i don't know how much i can talk about it but i've uh, an amazing friend filmmaker writer director of mine uh is work working on um starting a new film and i'm really i i think we're going to get to work together on that and and that will be 
something really amazing and special. So can't say much more about that, but just stay tuned and, and keep, uh, yeah, keep, keep your eye out. Oh, we will definitely. We'll have our ears to the floor. We'll be waiting for the, like, <laughs> waiting for these announcements. It'll be broadcasted all over Spill It. We'll be like, yeah, uh, I can't wait for, for all of that. Um, speaking of acting, so you were talking about, obviously, like these new roles and things like that. And yeah. I suppose, because I've, I've dabbled in the arts, <laughs> you can't tell. Uh, but yeah, I've um, one of the things, obviously, you learn is that you, because it obviously depends on the, the type of actor that you are, and I'm assuming you'll be able to use all of these experiences that you have gone through mm-hmm. to better your acting abilities, I suppose. Yes. I I mean, um, the one thing that I've learned and keep learning is that to be a good actor, you have to really know yourself. You have to know what makes yourself tick. And, and, uh, and I mean, I've always been emotionally connected and, uh, and now I just have more life experience to draw on, um, as far as creating, you know, realistic characters or, or characters that people can relate to or connect with or, hate or love or whatever and and uh so i'm um i feel i it's that it's that love hate relationship with my past it's that kind of mixed emotions with well had i not been through everything that i've been through i might not be at this point in my life where i'm able to then give back or share experience strength and hope and 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 stuff or um and uh, yeah, I think all of the obstacles that I've crushed, all the experiences I've been through have made me a better person and uh, and make me a better actor as well. So super grateful. Honestly, this has been like the best day of my life. Like I'm not even lying. Like just, just speaking to you in this moment with you. And it's this has been a very, very inspirational story for all. And even though, and, and we said this on the, on the pre-show chat as well, um, even though you are, the things that you have gone through are, you know, it's your story, it's what you've gone through, and we can't real realistically relate to that because, you know, we're not all child actors. However, the one thing that we can relate to are thoughts, feelings, emotions. Yeah. And that's why this episode has been very, very inspirational, especially to me, and I'm sure that the guys in the comments will will also say it as well, that the things that you have gone through, the the way that you have been so open and honest and vulnerable, uh, like to us today, it resonates with us because the certain things that you will say that make us feel in a certain type of way. And I want to say thank you so much for being so open and honest and vulnerable with us and like telling your truth and speaking out for X, Y, and Z, for everything else that you've done. Thank, I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for for being here today with us. My pleasure, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> with regards to Flight of the Navigator, because, you know, that's what we're here for. Let's be honest. You know, it's yeah. my favorite yeah. film growing up. And it was Spillett's first birthday. And I thought, well, I want to do something for me. <laughs> so let's get, let's get Joey Kramer on. Um, with regards to Flight of the Navigator, what was the best Thing, the most memorable thing uh, that you, that you took away from that, that the the experience or the something. Man, I mean, the whole film was really I, I like I have so many cool memories. Okay, so um, I already talked about being at you know at, at NASA with with 
the ship and get so getting to ride in in Ralph because the robotic assistant labor facilitator, right? <laughs> um, you know that all depends. You want new Coke, classic Coke, cherry Coke, diet Coke, or caffeine free Coke? <laughs> um, so so riding in Ralph was I, I mean super fun as a kid because you actually got to go in. I got to go inside and kind of there was a little joystick, almost like an Atari joystick. Oh wow! And it was like a little remote control, and so I got to drive that around. And then uh, when David, you know, first connects with the ship and it's like floating in this hangar, and I mean those scenes were incredible. But I also loved the touching, the intimacy. Um, with the family at the hospital and the great talks between me and older Jeff about, you know, not being part of and when when David's first taken to the hospital and he's like, no, you know, don't make me stay here and, and right, I just want to go home and it's like scared. So I love those parts. I um, and uh, and Al's Gator City. I I mean that was shot on Burt Reynolds' ranch, which was really cool. So that that gas station, Al's Gator City, was the same one from Cannonball Run. They just re you know f fix it up and and turned it into Al's Gator City. And um, I I from the puppets to the sets to the crew, the cast and crew were just uh, incredible. Like I. I you know the props guy was amazing. The sound guys, like the all the grips, the the ads. Like I remember, even the catering were incredible. I used to love eating these peanut butter jam and bacon sandwiches, right? Bacon and raspberry jam. Well, all and, together. Yeah. Well, I'd have one that was bacon and raspberry jam, and then one with bacon jam and peanut butter, and uh, the sweet and savory. And so they were like, "You're the easiest." easiest guy to cook for or whatever. So that was my breakfast every morning. I, I, I have so many fond thoughts. I even, um, so they had to go out and, and shoot on the Florida Everglades to get those really cool shots of the ship flying over. And so I got to go out on one of the hover, uh, whatever those hover boats that they have with the big wind thing on the back and see baby alligators. And I got to go on the set of Miami Vice uh, even briefly when we went down to Miami and, and, wow. um, and so, and I mean, I loved Miami vice and, uh, right. And so I, I mean that whole experience I look back on and it's just, it's like one amazing experience after another, the whole, the whole shooting of that. And, um, and that I'm still connected with people to this day. I still, you know, I'm in touch with Randall and, uh, and Jonathan, you know, and, uh, and it was amazing in Navigator or in Life After. You'll see we had this Freeman family reunion where we all get together. You know, young Jeff and and Cliff D. Young and Veronica Cartwright and 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 it like I could go on and on because it was an amazing, amazing part of my childhood. And now that I'm I've been through everything and I get to share the experience with uh, you know with the fans and and is. Uh, I mean, I could die a happy man today as well. Did you? I mean, obviously, you were you were young, and you, you, it's probably a given. Um, but did the did the writers, did the directors, did anybody expect this film to blow up the way that it did? Well, I, you never know. You never know with a film. Um, I. Uh, I mean, I learned some things. I keep going back to the doc, but geez, I just, <laughs> I learned so much there. There was, because there was this kind of uh, struggle. Originally it was going to be released by a different company and they went bankrupt and then Disney picked up the rights. And so there was all sorts of kind of Hollywood politics around the release of the film. Um, and I think that like, it probably didn't do as well as, 
they had hoped um, upon release, but the longevity of it uh, is has shown, you know, amazing. I mean, once it got onto the Disney Channel and VHS and stuff, I think that's where it really, um, that's where it ended up really blowing up, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, just us, like, connecting as well. Like, the thing is, is, I mean, it's shown even now. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, on TVs now. Now, as I said, I, this was my all-time favorite film growing up. I wanted to be the navigator in that seat with Max in my face. And yeah, I wanted that. (laughs) And I watched it every single year, especially on my birthday, because it all happened on my birthday um, on the 4th of July, which was absolutely epic. And then it was on TV literally a couple of months ago, I think it was. And I remember sitting there uh, like on my sofa and going, I wonder what Joey Kramer's up to now. And I, Re- I, I saw that you were on Instagram. I reached out to you on Instagram and you was like straight away, straight off the bat, like on the same day, you messaged me back and you were like, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's set this up. And I was, I was like, Oh my God, like, ah, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, it just like, it's, it's still, it's still shown now. And when I, when I got that message from you saying that let's do it, I'll come on the show. We'll talk. Mm. I thought I, I spoke to so many friends I put it on Facebook. I was like, oh my God, like this is what's going to happen. And the amount of people that it really resonated with just shows how huge the fandom is and how much people really want, like really got involved with this show and how much this, sh- not the show, sorry, the film, how much the film, it, it, it was a big part of their lives growing up. And I don't think anybody could have really have kind of want, like seen that come in. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, something completely different yeah it's i i mean it, you, you never know and uh how cool i mean how cool <laughs> that it's it's that it is what it is i think it's fantastic um definitely on that uh on that same note like i i meant um so i am gonna be coming to the uk actually while we're um so in october i'll be up in scotland Okay. Uh, in at, at Edinburgh uh, Comic Con, and then in December, so I think it's October ninth and tenth in Edinburgh, and then December in Manchester. And uh, Manchester's uh, like literally around the corner. Like, I can right. get behind that. All right. <laughs> and you were talking about wanting to sit in the navigator chair and stuff like that. And and if. Uh, if all goes well, I believe they've been building a navigator chair for photo ops. And, oh and my! So I'll be I'll be bringing the puckmer in, and maybe probably even I I forgot my NASA hat. I even got my NASA hat. Ah. A good buddy of mine got me this. So, um, and uh, and so then we can we can uh, we can take some pictures in the chair. So oh my that'll god! Be, that'll be super fun, and that's later this year. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I've never been to Scotland before, and um, okay, I've, uh, but I've so made yeah. Up, uh, both uh, both uh, Scotland and Manchester set, setting up this photo thing as well, yeah. like both of them. Yeah, it's okay. It, I, I double check, I uh, double triple check, but um, it's the same promoter, and they're they're yeah, they're just wonderful, and and uh, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think they're gonna yeah, they're gonna you know do the chair in Scotland and then do it in, in Manchester. So. 
That'll be absolutely epic. We will, uh, what I'll do is I'll find the link for that and I'll post it out after the show because the comments are blowing up straight away about people going, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Um, just FYI, like I have to be the first. So, <laughs> well, it, we'll it is my time. I will go to both. I will go to Scotland and I will go to Manchester yeah, right. uh, because I want two opportunities with that. That'll be absolutely epic. Um, and that's obviously a little sneak peek of obviously what's, what, what's for you in the future as well which is awesome yeah right <sighs> well uh that is going to take us round about to the end of the show have you had fun today i've had an incredible time i Good. have had so much fun uh we got the laughs we got the feels we got uh you know we got to i i i i hope and feel and and you know connect inspire learn um I think that uh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm super, I'm super grateful. I'm really glad you had me on here. So thank you. Honestly, it has meant more to me than you will ever know to for you to have to be on my show, uh, my little show, spill it, being a little teacup over there. I absolutely love it. Thank you so so much. Uh, and I'm just wondering where can people find you if they wanted to reach out to you, uh, talk to you, or find out more about your documentary or obviously upcoming cons coming up, anything mm. like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm at, I'm on Instagram at uh, the Joey Kramer, and uh, I also have a Facebook page. Um, it's Joey Kramer, aka David Scott Freeman. I mean, those are kind of synced up. Um, uh, also, I've got a, a website, JoeyKramer.com, which um, is, has all the connections. That'll have a whole bunch of past podcasts that I've done, upcoming things. Uh, there's, I think a a cool short film that I did when I was like 15 uh, skateboarding short film, which is fun. There's some really neat stuff on there. And I thank Lisa for that. Cause she's done a wonderful job with it. Yay, Lisa. Um, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. So joeycramer.com and or Instagram, uh, Facebook and uh, not on Twitter or anything like that yet. I, I, I'm just kind of still getting my grip on it. And I wanted to just say on a, you know, as well that, um, on a personal note that sometimes, you know, I was able to respond to you right away. What's neat is I get these messages all the time and sometimes I don't get to answer back right away or I just read them and don't necessarily uh, respond, but I want everybody to know that I, that I read them all and I value them and love them and appreciate every single little note from a emoji to a long heartfelt message. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be here without you all. Oh, that was really nice. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm just wondering if you've got some final thoughts for us today. Something like, how would you wrap up today's show? What are your final thoughts for my viewers and listeners at home? I think, uh, well, follow your heart, follow your gut, do what you love, and uh, success and, and, and joy will follow. Uh, crush those obstacles. And, um, and don't be, uh, don't be afraid to ask for help and, and, or, you know, uh, smile at a stranger, spread some random acts of kindness, um, and just, uh, you know, love yourself because that's the most important thing and, and, uh, practice makes better. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Love it. And at the end of every show, I give my guests 
the opportunity to give a quote. Now, it can be something that they stand by, live by. It could be something they've made up that they just really like. Or it could be something they've heard and they just think, that's how I want to live by that quote. And I'm just wondering if you've got a quote for us today. I do. And um, I, I think I've, to be honest, I think I formulated this from a quote and then kind of made it my own, took, took pieces of a longer one, but it really hit home for me. And, um, and it is that even in the darkest moments, light exists when we have the faith to see it. So even in those dark moments, the light exists when you have the faith to see it. The light is always there and it comes from the inside out. It shines from in, inside each one of us. And so embrace it, love it, and uh, you can do no wrong. I absolutely love that. Thank you. I mean, they, they say that you shouldn't meet your idols and that's fine because I didn't meet Max today. I met you. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course, uh, they, they do say that you should meet your idols. Thank you. I, and I am so grateful to have met you via this, via this community. It has been such an amazing time, an amazing experience. And you've, yeah, you've given it all to us today. And I just want to say thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. And you are now, Joey, free to say your goodbyes. Oh, uh, to everyone? To everyone, yeah. Well, uh, thank you all so much for joining me. Um, I will see you later, Navigators. Don't forget to be a burger. To all be fatty, special sauce, with cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the little puck nerd says bye. <sighs> Love it. Thank you. I'll see you later, Navigators. Thank you so much. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. <laughs> wow 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 oh, i knew it i knew it was going to be a good episode i i knew it i knew it in my heart i knew it deep down oh my god what a great episode it was epic it was amazing once again thank you joey for being so open honest and vulnerable with us today and really telling an inspirational story and also we all learned something from that episode. A hundred percent, we all learned something from that. It was the I would I would go out on a limb here and say that that was the best episode of Spill It that we've had. So there you go. In the fifty-one episodes, that is the best one by far. And I'm not just saying that because it was Joey who is you know I wanted to be when I was younger and all of that. Like you know, I'll just say it because of that. It was actually one of the best episodes. Thank you guys so much for being part of this episode for your comments for your questions for being involved for your laughs for absolutely everything it has meant the honestly it's been the it's meant the world like honestly i'm little my little heart is like jumping in here i'm like oh i'll just i'm gonna have to like rush to end the show because i'm just like i just need to chill now i just wanna it's been really really good honestly i'm gonna have a smile on my face all night yes and Nag has actually said, yes, uh, Nag has said something in the comments as well. Uh, you can catch up on the uh, on the website as well, which you can if you have wanted to get more of the, like see this episode from start to finish, or you wanted to see uh, our other episodes or anything like that, you can catch up on the website, which I'm going to go through right now. <sighs> Next week, we have got Pia Prana coming onto the show talking about family and the roles that we fit in in the family life, why family is important, but also the roles that we fit in in a toxic way, how one of us in the family role, for example, is built up as the 
uh, more, most positive person when in actual fact they put other people down. There's so much like psychology behind the whole family things. And Pia Prana is going to be coming on the show next week to talk about family and why we fit into these roles mentally um, and all of that. It's going to be actually a really good episode and I can't wait to get into the psychology behind it. My name is Marcus Ryan. When I'm not doing this, you can catch me doing my dad's exercise classes and you can also see me on my brand new radio show on Beat 103 live in Preston every single Saturday from next week, every Saturday from three till four for the radio show, A Little Bit of Marcus. You can also catch me on the Spillit website at www.spillit.uk where you'll be able to catch up with all of the episodes that we've done so far, whether that you want to watch them on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you want to listen to them on your favorite podcast streaming service that gets uploaded every single Friday. To support me, you can also head over to the website and support me by buying merch. You've got the lovely Spillit beanies that Emmy Bell has just won. She's just won one. Epic. Well done, Emmy. But if you want in a Spillet beanie, you can also get Spillet t-shirts, you can get Spillet hoodies, and there is going to be a lot more Spillet goodies that you'll be able to get all via the website. You can also support me by heading over to the Spillet website and going onto the Patreon link. You can sponsor me by sponsoring £2 per month, which is less than a cup of tea. <laughs> you can sponsor me by donating £2 per month, and that money gets to be put into the Spillet community to help get better equipment and get better prizes and all of that. So all the money gets put into Spillet to help this keep growing more and more. The other way that you can support me as well is by inviting people into the Spillet community. So if you are watching this via Facebook, then invite your friends into Spillet, into the Spillet page. If you are watching this via YouTube or Twitch, share out the link. And if you are listening to this via podcast, then all you have to do is let your friends and family know that they can listen to me and all of my guests on their favorite podcast streaming service. And lastly, you can also leave a review. So if you're watching this via Facebook, head over to the Facebook page and leave me a review if you enjoyed this episode. Or if you're listening to this via Apple Podcasts, then leave me a review on there. If you didn't enjoy the episodes or you just don't like me, don't leave a review. It's as simple as that. If you did enjoy this though, please leave me a review. It does mean the world. I love seeing all the reviews that come through. <sighs> and that takes us to the end of the episode thank you so so much once again to my amazing legendary guest for this evening joey kramer and also for you little legendary teacups at home watching to this and listening to this thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you honestly it means so so much and until we spill it again it's bye for now